Greetings and welcome to another episode of Soul Citizen. This is episode 91. We're talking about the Shipyard series of Asus Dynamics. It's our first episode of this series. And I'm joined with two co-hosts, uh, Gomab and Dark Knight. Gomab, you want to go first to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Gomab. <laughs> Come on, man, give me more than that. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, we got a long show ahead of us, man. I'm just excited to get in talk, talking about some uh, Aegis, 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 however you want to pronounce it, man. Excited yeah, all of those. Yeah. <laughs> all of those. And I'm also doing Dark Knight 75. Introduce yourself, please. Do a better job than Gromab. Hi. <laughs> I'm doing all right. How y'all doing? <laughs> Uh, I'm Dark Knight 75. I'm here at the show, enjoying. Had a good weekend. Had fun uh, on Drew Wagar's show. If you guys get a chance. Oh yeah, you're on Drew Wagar's show. Griffin, I look like fun. Chips. We had a good old time. We had a good old time. But mm -hmm. I'm glad to be here. To talk about ages or Gs or however you want to pronounce it today. His <laughs> hey, mama called him ages. I'm going to call him ages. <laughs> Those that know that get that reference. But anyway, so yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, Dark Knight, you want to talk about the portfolio for Aegis, please? Sure. So, Aegis Dynamics uh, began life in a merger between Earth-based Aegis macrocomputing and Davian-based dynamic production systems. Uh, the former constructed computing uh, systems for the burgeoning spacecraft industry. Uh, let me move that over there. And the latter maintained four systems worth of production yards, including the specialized component factories on their home system. The goal from day one was to build naval spacecraft, and the resulting company was tailor-made for military contract bidding in an era when mankind was marshalling its forces. As measure, as measure consolidated power, Aegis was there to supply spacecraft to its legions. Crafts like the Retaliator became synonymous with the government's iron hand. With Mezzer's fall, Aegis Dynamics became, uh, seemed destined to fade away. The once popular hardware supplier of Ivar Mezzer's tyrannical regime, closely associated with the horrors of those years, Aegis was all but consigned to the dustbin of history. The company began a significant takeover after the fall of the Mezzer era. Gone was the hard-edged and militant AD lighting strike logo, replaced with a softer and less distinctive signifier. The damage of the association was done, however. Contracts were cut and the company suffered massive layoffs as military spending went to newer and less politically dangerous corporations like Anvil Aerospace and NISC. Then a funny thing happened. The civilian world began to adopt Aegis military designs for their own purpose, whether a testament to the increasingly dangerous galaxy or the sheer reliability of Aegis's weapons of war, the company once fueled by dicta uh, dictatorial government contracts now thrived on the population it once helped oppress. Retaliator bombers were no longer the feared symbols of government power. Instead, they became personal transports, mobile homes, mining spacecraft, and even firefighters. The burdens of Aegis's past began to lift and the company began to focus on civilian variants for their current ship, uh, current generation designs. Thank you, Dark Knight. Take a breath and get some of the rank after reading all that. Appreciate it. 
<laughs> so, yeah, so b b before we get into our first ship uh, series or, or variant, uh, how many Aegis ships do you each have? Like, I, I, I have one shorter, but don't, don't name them, just, just how many do you have? Go map. At the time, zero. No, same. no, mm. one, one. I have one. Yeah, it's all same like me. How about you, Dark Knight? Zero for me. Zero for me, but there's really only one Aegis ship that I'm really that interested in right now and we'll get to it okay we'll get to it i've owned many i've owned many over time yeah i i i i've yeah same here <laughs> it rotated my fleets several times so the first ship we're going to get into is the avenger we're kind of going in alphabetical order so yeah you're going to start with the titan the avenger titan uh me personally i've had i've had this ship I've since upgraded it to other ships along the time, but uh, so what are your thoughts about the Avenger Titan? I'll start with um, go, Matt. Um, it's probably the best overall starter ship for anybody coming into the verse. Um, it has a higher ceiling uh, as far as um, you know PVE bounty hunting is concerned. Um, you can do box missions. Not going to be great doing like cargo running um it could fit a few of the uh actual the ground vehicles in there um so it's it's an overall really just good ship to start off with um better than pretty much all of the other starter ship packages um that they have available and we currently have a video showing up the of the titan series uh, so how about you um Dark Knight, what do you think about the the Titan? Uh, you know what? It it's I understand what why it is the premier starter ship. Um, it does a lot of things very well. I never have owned one. Um, I flew one maybe once during a free fly, but I ended up going with the three fifteen as my main starter ship. Um, just because that's what I like. But I, I, I can definitely see the appeal of the uh, of the Titan and the Avenger series in general, um, because it does have a lot of good qualities. Like now, you can put a um, you can put a, a vehicle in there, uh, get one of those new consolidated Outland uh, hover bike. You can actually put inside the back of it, not very well, but you can put it in there. And I think that just at, you know um, adds to the uh, efficiency. Hey, thanks for the follow. Okay of that ship. thank you thanks um so yeah like like i said I, i've had the avenger titan uh, I, I like it for the cargo and uh, thank you uh, um i like it for the cargo and uh it's it, 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 pretty good weaponry on that ship and like i said it's probably one of the better stories definitely better than the or mustang that i would probably skip yeah, I probably skipped the one and must then go to um, and, and even the one hundred series and go to either the um three hundred series or the um or, or the Avenger type myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I've heard that we have a video for the um uh, for, for for the um Avenger type uh, Avenger series. So let, 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 let's take a look, look at each video. Life in the city comes at you at a thousand meters a second. According to a recent study, 
the average city dweller is subjected to over 60,000 forms of stimuli on any given day. That much information beamed into your brain, it's not surprising that some people can react a little differently. Desmond Flay, known as Des to his friends and family, was by all accounts a quiet and respectful young man made his actions on March 8th, 2938, even more surprising. It was described as a joyride like no other. A high-speed chase in the skies that covered several hundred miles of dense urban airspace. Within an hour, he had thousands of adoring fans who watched the authorities scramble to catch him. But Des saved his best surprise for last. asked why he did it. Des reportedly took a look around, smiled, and said, I just wanted some peace and quiet. See your local ship dealer for financing options. Certain restrictions apply. Financing options, indeed. So yeah, that was a great video. I very much to seen that. So uh, I also want to say thank you for the subscription, Oluwaa Vex. I, th I, mean, I th think they just call Vex for short, but thank you for the subscription. Appreciate it. So yeah, so yeah, the uh, Avengers Titan. Uh, I, I think that's all we, we have for that one. Next up, we have the Avengers Stalker. Now, I believe that is the now that is the which. Yeah, well, go ahead. You, you, you go and explain the, the, the Stalker for me, please. All right, so yeah, the Avenger Titan is more of the uh, stripped down version. The Avenger Stalker is like the, um, is the the fully kitted out like one that is being used by a lot of the, um, like the police force. It's got the the, the cryo chambers in the back, so it has all the stuff in the um that the Avenger Titan has, but it's the cryo chambers in the back instead of a, uh, instead of the uh, storage container or storage space right there so they're pretty much identical uh except for those things okay and yeah like for me uh, i prefer more cargo than you know other sort of utility that that, that ship me office so i i'm i'm, I'm tightening all the way how about you dark guy you, you prefer you, you like the stalker or you ever had one never had one and never flown one there did you know that the of those particular um series of ships of the avengers the titan's the only one i've actually flown or been in I, unless right. it was at the iae and then i just kind of walk through you know just to see what they look like um but yeah yeah the it's this stalker is the one that is more uh tanky i'm not sure <laughs> but yeah I, I've, I haven't been inside one of those and raymar thank you for that Ray said, don't say strip down say great quality 
<laughs> I, I I kind of agree. It's it's yeah, yeah. and stripped down may not even be a good term for it. It's just it doesn't have the 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 pods in the back. It just has cargo space, right? Uh, so it's 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 more to me. It's the, the Titan is more versatile. The um, the uh, Stalker is more meant for you know policing and bounty hunting. And then you know you got the other other variants that are more specialized in their roles. Okay. All right. So next up we have the Avenger Renegade. Uh, Dark Knight. Are you familiar with, with the Renegade? Actually, you know what? I'm not because I was looking for alternate uh, other information on it, and I didn't find much except for a little bit on Urkel. But tell me about it. I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure which one that one is. Um, I'm similar. Go now. I, I, you're probably going to be like the the agent guy in this yeah. for this show. That's all right. Yeah. All right. So you know, back in the day, there was this uh, this famed pilot. He was an agent um, who flew a um, uh, uh, an Avenger um, chasing after. I believe it was. Um, I forget who was uh, if there was Xeno Threat. I think he was going after Xeno Threat folks, but they were. And, and other pirates, but they were able to get away from him all the time, all the time because they were in much faster ships. So they would hit and they would run and he would be, he was in a uh, Avenger stalker and it just wasn't fast enough to catch him. They would run away. So he had one um, that he basically stripped down, got rid of all the pods and stuff out of the back of it, stripped it down, made it lighter. So he actually can catch them. Now um, the, the, the legend around him, you know, was that he was a shoot first, ask question later type agent uh, of the advocacy. So he would, you know, he he, he got he got known to to to, to stack up bodies. Uh, that was you know who he was. So they called him the the, the renegade uh, agent. But um, come to find out, he really wasn't doing that. He was working with other um, other other uh, forces to help actually bring folks to justice. He wasn't just a murdering uh, a policeman out there mm -hmm. so but that's his 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 variant which was more uh stripped down uh was was tagged as the rig okay okay thank you so yeah that, that, uh, a lot of these ships had quite a bit of lore yeah. and i believe the difference between the the um the renegade and the normal version is that it just has like better ballistic cannons or yeah, it has it has um, ballistic cannons as opposed to a laser cannon. Yeah, it's it's his it's 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 a it's a throwback to his old loadout, right? Okay. That was more lighter, faster, able to keep up with the the pirates and the Xeno threat that he was going after as part of the app. And uh, and yeah, thank you, San San Groper, and a custom skin. Okay. Oh, skin, of course, yeah. Not available then? Can you, you can't get that ship outside of the game or inside the game? Can you? It's available so. during it's available during certain sales like Invictus Week or the IE um sale. So yeah, twice a year it's available unless they have like a special uh sale for like a, a patch coming out or, or something like that. But yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Alright, so next up we have the Warlock and this version is the it, it has the EMP generator on it, so if you want to like 
disable ships and just and then try to board them or you know just disable them so you can destroy them or what have you that that's what the avenger warlock is i haven't flown this one myself because that, that's not my kind of gameplay like i said the, the titan is more my gameplay have either of you flown or tied the warlock no but i like the idea of it i think it's pretty cool that a small ship like that can have an emp and go out and just do stuff. I see a lot of pirates playing around with that ship. It's uh, it, it sounds cool. Sounds cool. Yeah, I've, I've flown don't. it. I've I've flown it. Uh, the EMP on it is not as strong as um, what's the other? One? I know the the Sentinel's oh. got one of the strongest mm -hmm. ones, and then um, it's uh, I forget the other one. Um, it's an Anvil ship that has the uh, not saber. No, not not Man, not, not well. This there is a saber that supposedly I think Quantum has one. The hawk, the hawk, yeah, the, yeah okay, okay. Um, it's so, but it's it, you know, back when it was functioning, uh, and it was OP, it was it was you know a fun ship to go and uh, shut down others. But again, uh, the Avengers, the the, the Avenger ship, the, the the ship frame is very attractive because it's very the the back uh, area of it is very modular, right? So you see all these variants because you're able to swap out from uh, having cargo to having cryopods to even an EMP. So you can continue to, um, you know, do you know, use these ships, you know, much like it's big brother, the Vanguard, which we'll talk about later uh, mm -hmm. in different roles. Yes, I, it's correct me if I'm wrong, but the Warlock was the first one that had EM, that, that the first one to come to game that had the, the first EMP. one in the game to have EMP. I don't know if it's right. the first one in lore to have. No, I mean, I mean in game, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, cool. So next up, we have the Eclipse, and I believe we have a video for that. So let's roll with it. See, it's, it's stealthy. You can't even see it. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> to say something about that one. Don't stealth. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. It wouldn't run for some reason.
So yeah, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that in most of these videos in a while. But according to the RSI website, the agency clips is the bomber designed to get in and strike before it's even spotted. After extensive service with the U.S. high-tech military stalwart is making its debut on the civilian market for 2947. So it's been about four years since it came out. Uh, Dark Knight, do you have have you flown this or do you have do you have the, the clip? I love this ship. I have flown it. I don't have it. I don't own it. Maybe I'll pick it up in game. But I love that ship. I mean, who who in their right mind thought to put the hand uh, a B two in the hands of a uh, civilian? I mean, that thing is. Uh, they had to have that ship, and um, because it just represents just pure stealth that we know of today, and and that shape is unmistakable and it's just an awesome beautiful ship to, to fly but don't get into a uh it's not a dogfighter it does not uh -huh. dogfight so don't even think about doing that uh you got other ships for that one but it's i like it i love that ship yeah and this one is, is 300 usd i forgot what it was for the uh, concept but that's what it listed as currently what on on, on the play store so come out in game it's uh it's 3.5 million in game too so, okay thank you mm -hmm. yeah go ahead what, what do you think of the eclipse oh i love the eclipse it's it's great it's like uh ert easy mode um you know you just get within about 6k uh six kilometers of the uh hammerheads and just link a size nine and watch it go pop um <laughs> but i do i do want to I, I, I do want to uh make a distinction here right um i think if i'm not mistaken the avengers uh came out as part uh, during the the messer period right um and you know they, they you know i just want to call out they were used they weren't very popular military for the military but they were very popular for like the police and the advocacy and those folks right uh so you saw a lot of those around uh the eclipse on the other hand was after um was after the uh, the Messer uh, regime, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so um, when you say, hey, how did they get into the hands of civilians? Look, man, Aegis was just trying to find buyers for all their stuff. <laughs> they were like the sole- We don't uh, care. Yeah, well, I mean, because, I mean, they were in trouble after mm -hmm. the Messer regime went down because they were the sole provider of military ships to the Messer regime, right? And so mm -hmm. when the Messer regime mm -hmm. went down, um, they were kind of pariahs in the market, right? They were even about to yeah. They were seen as um as, as contributed to genocide. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like they, that. Were, they were about to go down as war criminals, right? So uh, anything that they could do in order to drum up any kind of sales um, with, with these ships and 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 push these uh, these warships into the hands of civilians, man, they was all they were all about it you know, for survival. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to, you know, it's, 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 it's an important distinction. Like, with, you know, as we go down this list of ships, were these ships, you know, during the Messer regime, you know, were they used by the Messer regime or did they come after the Messer regime? And are they part of this new thing where it's, a, you know, partnership between the governments and the civilian forces? Yeah, I just wanted to bring up a note from, um, from, uh, I a little bird, let's call him Griffin, but he said, note the eclipse was designed to fight against the Xeon and Vandal, designed to stealthily get in and quickly get out. Yeah. So, yeah. Stealth ship. It's a sneaky, sneaky boy, right? It doesn't, you know, it want, it's there to get, to get the payload off without anybody even knowing that you're there.
and I, I do I do love the, the the design of the ship. If it was more my gameplay, I would, I would definitely have one. Um, yeah, I, I, I might just get one to put in my hangar to get just to look at when the game comes out. But yeah, I probably won't get one before for for three hundred dollars. So that's me. But I do love the design, and it it, it really does you know reminiscent of, of the B fifty two bomber. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a great, it's a great little ship. All right, so next up we have the Gladius, and I believe we have a video for that. Uh-oh. So yes, that was the Gladius. I do remember some more about this one. This is an old, old ship. Uh, I forget the, the exact year or the, the, the exact um, time frame it started in. But it was supposed to take over from the Stiletto. That um, that it's not in the game, but it um, it it, it, it was fought for the um, the Van, the Van Jewel, and the Van and the Stiletto was a, a light fighter ship, but it it was it was two um fragiles to to go get the, the, the banjo it, it uh, they took um it, it was just not good about to get the banjo so they built a new ship called the gladius and it was a light light fighter and it's much better uh, the stiletto didn't have a shield but the um the, the gladius does have a shield and that's that's what um made a difference so dark knight how about uh, what do you think of the gladius cool I mean, I, it's it's a very popular ship amongst uh, amongst combat players. Um, it's fast. It maneuvers very well, from my understanding. I st- I have not flown one beyond, uh, to let you know, so I'm not exactly sure how it flies. But it, a lot of people love that ship, and I and it's it's formidable, as you know, especially like in a uh, um, in a team of of them can uh, can hit pretty hard, from my understanding. Um, and it, like you said, it's probably the oldest ship in the game, as far as I know. Yeah. yeah. No. It's not. No? It's Constantly not even the oldest okay. Aegis ship. Okay. okay. Well, when we get to it, let us know. Can you on Dark Knight? No, I think that was it. I think it's a cool little ship, cool little fighter. Um, it's not the one that I would get the other one coming up to, but um, I like it. Very cool. Yeah, and for and for ninety dollars, it's a it's a great you know, top top line single light fighter. Uh, I think that's a, that's a good deal. What do you think about the uh, the Gladius go, go map? 
think everybody should fly a Gladius. If you plan on ever playing Squadron 42, the Gladius is going to be the ship that you're going to be flying in for the majority of that game. So get comfortable with it, understand how it moves. You won't just be figuring it out the first day of Squadron 42. Um, but yeah, you're right. So the Gladius came in, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was between the first and second Tavarn War, or maybe, I mean, uh, was it Tavarn? No. Yeah. Uh, Tavarn, yeah. Yeah, first and second Tavarn War, uh, because of the stilettos didn't have shields, right? Um, and we were able to, I guess, uh, steal some shield tech from them because none of the, sm not, no ship in the UEE had, uh, sh uh, shields except for the larger ships because we just didn't have the power supplies on our, you know, even heavy fighters, right? So mostly just the large and uh, uh, like the capital size or very large ship even had any type of energy shields um, before then. So this was like the first fighter um, to really ever get uh, those energy type shields. And um, the fun fact, the Gladius is the one of the first uh, first ships to ever be piloted to actually shoot down um, a Vandal blade or glaive. Or it, it, they're big yeah, we got that on the on the Valiant. But yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's a strong ship, and it's in the, and it's CIG's baby. So it'll always get all the new stuff first because it's going to be in Squadron Forty Two. Yeah, I, I just gonna can't emphasize enough. If you if you're gonna play Squadron Forty Two, you probably want to get familiar with, with the Gladius. If you, if not, rent it or like you know, try for free play and you know get used to it because it's gonna be a, a, a main thing for Squadron Forty Two. That's one of the reasons why I owned a, um, a, a Gladius. I, I they had a LTI token, a Walmart LTI token, uh, like what is it, a year and a half ago? And I, I nabbed one and got LTI on, on, on one of my um, ship packages that they, they only had six months um, in short. And, you know, for the, not Invictus, um, a Xenothreat, the last Xenothreat. My mainstay combat ship is a Super Hornet, but, you know, when I get blown up, I, 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 as it does sometime, I had to wait for the insurance um, to, um, to, to reclaim it. So I took out the, the Gladius, and I was surprised. I really do like the way it flies. It, I mean, it, 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 it's lighter, but it flies really well. And a whole lot of people will, will say the same thing. It's, it's, it's a nice little tip for, for the, the, the value. Yep. Do, you, do you disagree with that ball? Are you just shaking your head? Or? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, to uh, Gomab's point about flying and your point about testing out the ship, it's only twenty three thousand to rent it in the game for a day, just to play around with it, um, and then it's one point one million in the game to purchase. So and it's like one day of of That's jump town day. right there. Just go. Over one day, jump town. Is, is that how we measure value now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sand Gopher said Gladys is also cheap to buy in the game. That, mm -hmm. That's what you were just saying. And it, it really does fly well. And as far as like, light fighters go, it's probably my favorite ship to, um, to fly. All right. So next up, we have the, um, the, the Valiant, which is what um, 
Go, Matt, we're alluding to. You, you want to get into the law of, of, of the Valiant? Um, so I don't have it up right now, but all it, I know it, is, it, it, was, it was, it was basically, it was, a uh, um, I forget her name. Um, Gandhi um, uh, Hilliard, um, was flying, uh, was flying the Gladius and, um, they were, they were doing some maneuvers. They weren't even going after any, uh, the Vandal and just happened to run across the, um, a squadron of them and were able to get the jump on them. And, um, it, it, and she was able to land some shots and, and kill, uh, a Vandal, uh, was it, I think it was a Glaive, um, uh, Scythe. Scythe? Yeah, Vandal Scythe. Yeah, I want to say yeah. Scythe. Yeah, and you know, and, and this was she was the first fighter to actually be able to take one of those down because they're very, uh, you know, they're very formidable. You know, uh, we, we've all dealt with them. So, um, so they they've since you know she, she became a war hero. She, she you know she was very exalted, and they've taken her, um, uh, they've taken her her loadout and in, in, in her her livery. And kind of created a, a separate like variant of the uh, of the Gladius in her in, in, in her commemoration. So that's where yeah the ODP. I, I forget yeah. where um what system that's from, but yeah she she, she, she was not a UE Navy type. She was a mercenary type, yeah, and and she, she and 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 she she built she took a uh, Gladius from a, a, a shipyard or, or a junkyard and and make it to a spec. And yes, as you said, she, they were they were on patrol on the way back. They, they ran across some bandol, and she got the first kill. Yeah. So yeah, that, I can't, I can't that, wait till we can do that. Find like old ships and in a scrapyard somewhere, and just spend time and money and effort to to kind of rebuild it. You know, to its to oh, its yeah, former glory. That's cool, yeah. But that's what she did. She, yeah. you know. Coup montage, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 would be cool. And c compared to the Gladius, this is, the Valiant is um is one hundred dollars, and the Gladius is um is ninety dollars. But if you prefer um energy weapons over ballistic weapons, uh, go for it. And you like you like the way the, like the way it looks. Yeah, you it's only the library because you can switch all the weapons on it anyway. None of the weapons ever spoke. And so yeah, then. So next up, we have the um, the Gladius Pirate. Um, I like the look of it, but it's really, it's really rad. Um, but, uh, I'm not too familiar with with, with the Pirate Gladius. I I went, uh, I looked over the lore and tried to find some of it, but I didn't really see anything. Does anyone know know about the uh, Pirate Gladius? Nope, I do not. That's gonna go mad. You are a lore hero tonight, man. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, as far as the lore is concerned, I'm not, you know, um, I, yeah, the pirates fly, fly what they can get their hands on. But I do know the one mm -hmm. only way you can um, get your hands on it is is it, if you complete the Arena Commander um, Pirate Swarm um, mission. And so, where you can get the pirate caterpillar, you could also purchase the uh, the pirate gladius as well. So, okay. I don't think it has additional hard points or anything, um, or anything else crazy. I, I do like like uh, darkness might have said it's just a it's a, it's a skin, right? Uh, it's a really cool skin, and and if I were to go and buy a gladius outside of the game, that's probably. 
Um, my mistake. The, the Valiant is 110, and, you, and probably Gladiator is, is also 110. I thought it was a $10 difference, but it's a $20 difference. And as far as the loadout goes, I, um, I'm, I'm not sure I have to um, check, 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 check that out. But yeah, so I, I like the way it looks. And it's $20. Some people say it's $20, scan, $20 for the scan. If you like red and you think it's worth it, go for it. So, um, I don't know if you can rent the ship or anything like that. I probably not because you, you need to get it, um, defeat Pirates for them in order to get it. So, Gladius only, just a regular Gladius, just regular Gladius, yeah. Yeah, and apparently, mm -hmm. according to the RSI site, the uh, the Valiant somehow is I don't, I don't know if they just haven't updated it, it is not as fast or agile. Or it's not as agile as the uh, pirate or the regular gladius. I don't know why they would do that, but that's that's what the site says. Probably because it, you, you don't want to run out of ammo. It's it's all energy weapons, so that that that's how they, they offset it. Yeah, that that a lot of systems in this game have plus and minuses. When especially when it comes to um different variants, you have limited ammo, so they make it maybe more nimble, or maybe have a harder, higher hull or shield, HP, or you have you know energy weapons and and they lower the other stuff to to make it um not comparable, but you know give and take. Gotcha. All right, so next up we have the but get, get, getting better, better ahead, but I think we'll have a lot to talk about for, for, for the next one. So this, the one coming up is the Hammerhead.
Yeah, so that was a look at the hammerhead. Uh, for me personally, I, I don't own one, but I have um, ridden in a turret one. The turret of a hammerhead is awesome. It has really great uh, extensive range and coverage, it's, and it's really fun. Uh, go, Mab. You, you have a home hammerhead? I don't own a hammerhead. Um, I've flown them. I've gunned every single gun in them. Uh, again, like, like what you said, I, I, I agree. They're super fun to, as a gunner. They are not fun to fly. It is a shoebox <laughs> with a bunch of guns on the side of it, and top and the bottom and everywhere. And it, and it flies as well as a shoebox should. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's fantastic ship. Now, the lore of this one is, is great as well, because this is one of those, like, post-messer um, ships. Where when they made it, the uh, uh, the government, the UEE, was really um, they weren't really feeling it. Like, well, I, I say they weren't feeling Aegis. They weren't really looking to do business with Aegis because they, you know, had that big stain of you know being war criminals and all, right? Um, but so they, this is when they started really opening up, you know, uh, selling these types of ships to uh, the civilians, right? And so civilians got it. And they loved it, right? And then they they started showing how effective the ship could be. And then all of a sudden, the UEE comes around like, "Hey, you got some of them hammerheads laying around? Let me get one." <laughs> um, so it, it, it's interesting to see how that dynamic changed, where they they went from being like a almost a exclusive seller of ships to the military, and in order to survive, they had to start opening up to the uh, civilian world. Now, they did not have like a contract of exclusivity. Uh, what's allowed them to do this, and so that's that's one of the reasons why they were still able to survive uh, through that dark period post messer. Now I'm looking at the spec for it. It says two BC for for a lot of the turrets, but I believe it has six size four turrets. According to the arm, the ship back and a whole bunch of missiles. So yeah, it, it, it just the touch really make it make you feel powerful in the game. How about you, Doctor? You you flown one or unturreted one? Oh yeah, flown and turreted. And I have to say, when I first got into Star Citizen, and I saw that ship, that was probably the first ship that made me that look was truly terrifying to see and it's one of those ships that if you see it coming up on you you're you're probably not going to last for very long unless you're in a, a really big ship that can uh that can take the hits um 
and it's it, there's a reason why it costs 12 million in game because it's just it's just a it's a battleship it's literally a battleship and i think it's just the coolest thing i've ever seen and and like the posters you see around the different space stations and things like that with the uh that looks like jaws i i love that idea <laughs> and it's, the name fits appropriately to the ship it's just it's cool i mean it has a really cool aesthetic on the inside it feels like military uh mm -hmm. with the with the soft walls and the and you know and the, the the color on the inside gives it that real dark military feel um i'm not just actually sure what the thing is in the middle that just has that little open area to me just for looks to uh, be cool but um but overall i think that uh, i i think it's a um well used ship in the game uh specifically for xeno thread or for nine tails or uh jump town i'm sure um uh because it's it, it with a crew it is just a formidable beast um definitely you have to have that fully crewed out to use it though you really do yeah and and chad is, is, is reminding me it's, it's quieter so yeah it's 20, 24 guns and it, it each, each turret is, is like four by four so that's a lot of guns and yeah if you kit it it's probably one of the more expensive to, to get to get it really kitted out correctly but once you do you you can tear, tear through stuff really well and like you said, it, it, I I I, I, I took one for for you know, and it, and it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, and also, this one is um it's seven twenty five USD, and so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not 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 a solo ship. You definitely want to purchase it with a org or some some of your friends. So yeah, it's a great ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the few uh, ships where that's it's a it's a you know, not many ships in the game have four size four guns on them, right? So, you know, a lot of a lot of ships you say, hey, look, you know, if you get in the Vanguard turret, is that really a force multiplier or would you be better served with two gladiuses, right? Two gladiuses will be more powerful than than uh, a, a two-man in a, in a Vanguard. But the Hammerhead, having, having that thing fully crewed, it will... You know, yeah, yeah, it's one of those chair eating situations, right? Mm -hmm. uh, All right. So next up we clips. have. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, so next up we have the Nautilus. So let's see how that is. The Nautilus brings exciting gameplay to the Star Citizen universe because it's something very traditional uh, for Chris Roberts style games. I think it just adds a. Uh, a, a lot of extra depth. Uh, our combat gameplay is very offensive based at the moment, so it's a, a lot of players going out there, hunting down other players, killing other players, uh, and taking their stuff. Whereas there isn't a huge amount for the, the players that want to involve themselves in combat, but not actually be that sort of either twitch shooter or strategic bomber. They just want to play the longer game, and this is the, the Nautilus is the perfect ship for that. So, one of the key aspects for mine layers and minesweepers is maintaining their minefields. Minefields offer a great way to uh, add defensive gameplay to Star Citizen. They allow players, whether they're in an org or solo players, to ring fence or protect a sort of strategic asset, whether that's a space station or even just entry methods to certain areas. We get the design brief from John Crew and his team and that you know gives us our basic spec of what we need to hit. 
Chris likes to keep it as you know open as possible in terms of influences for art, so we can just be free, basically. Out of the three, the one that Chris chose and the one that was our favourite, it's got that sort of armoured feeling about it, but then it also hits all the beats that we need it to hit. You know, it's got the big S7 gun on it. It's got the, it's got the silhouette change when all the mine launchers pop out. As a ship, from all angles, it looks really good. The other stuff was, was interesting, but this one was a clear favourite. You know, when people see it, it's, it's a relatively simple shape, you know, it's essentially a triangle. Very ageous, you know, it's kind of a, it's, you know, it's, it's like a tech sandwich. You know, you've got the top and the bottom, which are simpler, and then you've got a slice of just heavy tech in the middle. Aside from the, the mine laying side of the gameplay, there's the people on the other end of mines. It ties into the whole scanning and exploration side, so these mines are quite hard to detect. Uh, so obviously you wouldn't want them to be huge gleaming red beacons of light that you know are there. They sort of embed themselves into the world quite nicely and ships that are designed for hunting things down, such as scanners, great, they can find them. If you want to go through a minefield, then the Nautilus itself can do some minesweeping with its drones, but then other ships equipped with EMP or distortion weapons can temporarily disable them, which helps give uh, other combat ships uh, away through these areas. And then there's the whole supply chain side. So whilst the Nautilus is best place to bring more mines and recover those mines, other ships will be able to sort of assist in that functionality as well. Oh yes, that was the Nautilus. And I think, um, I think I want to go with Dark Knight for this one. What are you talking about the Nautilus? So it's a mine-laying ship. I don't, I don't really know a whole bunch about this ship. I'm kind of looking through the wiki and reading up on it a little bit more. Um, I'm interested to see how this thing works and how, and and I can see it being incredibly effective. Say, if you're trying to uh, hold down a space station or something like that with the with your org, and you have mines just everywhere. And I notice it also has homing mines and sentries and things like that. So I. Uh, if this ship turns out the way that they described it will, um, I think it'll be really, really useful in uh, blockades and things like that to uh, to hold back people from uh, either getting to an area such as a station or something or, or uh, just holding down a section of space or even like a, a mining location where, you know, they go in an, an actual mining going for plantanium or something like that and uh, having your area secured with these mines just hidden throughout. I think this is cool. I'm interested to see how it works. Yeah, my, my only concern is that I know space is 3D, mm -hmm. 40 to count time, but you know, mostly 3D. So I wonder how effective, or how many mines you're gonna need to, to lock down like a gate or something like that. So you're gonna be like, you know, a lot of mines or maybe the gate only exits one way and, and, and and strict you from going in, 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 in 3D. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the homing mines probably would be totally pretty effective. You're right. Mm -hmm. right yeah. Go, what are your thoughts? Well, I want to make sure. Hey. Hey, hey Motherfan, thank you for the subscription. Subscription for five months. Appreciate it. Um, mines are effective. Hey, at thanks for the subscription.
Thanks, Whammer. You done, Whammer? Thanks, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, but mines are effective at killing ships and doing damage. However, mines are really more effective at um, directing traffic to where you want it to go or away from where you don't want them to go. Mm. Right? You know, unless you have a specialized, like they said, let's have a specialized ship meant to detect and destroy or disarm these mines, you're not going to go through a minefield. That's just pretty much, you know, assured destruction at that point. So uh, strategically, you can use the minefields to kind of funnel um, any traffic towards any destination you wanted to go in order to uh, have a strategic advantage. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's what it was used for a lot um, in the in the previous uh, conflicts with UE while it was uh, put in service. Um, I think, you know, so also remember the Nautilus is not only a mine lane ship, but it is also going to have drones to go and disarm and recapture and recoup those mines as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you are going to be running a blockade that's filled with mines, you probably want to have a Nautilus, you know, in the fleet with you. Uh, or in the battle group and able to go out and um and, and handle those. So uh, I I I think it's gonna be a it's it's a one and a half trick pony, right? Where <laughs> it's got a it's got a very specific job and mm -hmm. a secondary ish job. Um if you're not doing that, you're not gonna fly it. But um I think it's gonna do its job very well. So yeah, I think it's you know, for those that like it and want to be like, hey, I want to be a mine layer and star citizen. Knock yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> for 725, it can be yours. And yeah. for a whole lot of EUEC, it can be yours as well. It's, it's, it's not flyable yet. Yeah, it's not flyable yet, but yeah, it will be. But as far as lore goes, this is this ship gave us our introduction to the Xeon, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Is it what who? I give out an introduction to the Xeon. They, um, as far as I know, the, the Xeon were in an area and the, um, they were trying to test out the, the Nautilus and they had an accident. And the Xeon were trying to um, ex uh, figure out w w w what, what the explosion was that, that happened that, that occurred. And luckily, they didn't really get into a firefight, but you know, it was kind of tense there for a moment. Yeah, so it, it wasn't an, as an introduction. Like, we knew who the Xeon were. Um, I think Messer was a little concerned that our, the next big conflict was going to be um, with the Xeon. So there was an admiral, I think, that deployed a Nautilus and, and, and shot out. It wasn't a mine, but it was kind of like a, um, a, a survey buoy of sorts, right, that was just poorly engineered, and the reactor failed, and it exploded. And so when the UEE went to go investigate it, there were Xeon ships that were there. I think it was a Perseus that went to go investigate it. Uh, there was a, there was Xeon ships that were there scanning it, trying to figure out like, so hey, because it was right there on their, you know, in their space, right on the line of their space. So they were like, hey, what was this explosion? What's going on? They're trying to figure it out. Um, you know, it got a little tense uh, there a little bit, um, but yeah, the, it, I definitely did not help the situation uh, between the UE and the Xeon. 
Uh, so next up we have a variant of the Nautilus called the Solstice Edition. I was not familiar with the Solstice, but according to the uh, overview, um, the limited edition Solstice model is exclusive to members of the Chairman's Club and includes sequential serial numbers according to the production number. So this, this is a very limited run. I was not even aware of the, um, the Nautilus Solstice. How about anyone else? Never heard of it, but I could see that being one of those uh, those beauty queens on a gray market. <laughs> That's gonna yeah. cost you a whole lot of money. Again, yeah, if you want to be a mind layer. Knock <laughs> yourself it. out. <laughs> Have at it. Now you get the mind layer on your special mind laying ship mm -hmm. that is not different than any other ones, other than it's numbered. <laughs> Jason it's from, says, yeah, yeah number production. So. Probably like a, a thousand uh, or so. And also note the Aegis Nautilus also supports a uh, size 7 man turret for facing gun. So yeah, that's a pretty powerful uh, uh, turret. Yeah, it, it'll be a beast of a ship. I, I, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing how it, um, how it flies and how it operates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so next up we have the Reclaimer. So let's take a look. First thing I gotta say to that is beware face huggers, okay? No. <laughs> Come here. What are your thoughts about the reclaimer? Um it's a beautiful, amazing, completely useless ship in the game. Right now. Until they get salvage in there. Doesn't have much lore behind it. Um you know, uh, trying to get it out of atmosphere will make you never want to play this game again. 
Um, I heard about that. How long does it take? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying. Um, no. <laughs> I'm just holding space bar over here. My finger is turning into just a bone. Um, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's, she's a, she's a, she's a chunker. Um, but I think it's going to like, you know, when it, when salvage comes in the game, I, I, I'll be really happy for everybody who gets one and goes out to all like the Hurston moons and cleans up all that mess around where the bounty hunting contracts are at. So that I won't have to worry about strafing into them where I'm trying to do my, you know, VHRT. Somebody can get on that. That'd be great. <laughs> so Dark Knight, you have, you have a, well, not a bunch of history, but you have experience with this ship. This the one, the ship that, um, you and Griffin chose to do Rhaegar, right? What, what was his, his reaction? It's huge. <laughs> and it, it is. That was the first massive ship I ever saw before I saw the 890 was the Reclaimer. And I mean, as soon as you see it, I, you have to you have to just say somebody was watching Alien the night before they drew the ship uh, because it's it's it obviously screams the Stromo. Um, but it, it just has a presence that doesn't match any other ship. Not even an 890 can match the presence of this ship. It just comes down and says, I'm going to eat something. I don't know what, but I need to eat something because it's just that bulky, you know? One day. Uh, it'll one day. Right one now, day. it's just hungry. It's hungry. Yep, it's, it's really just hungry. 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 <laughs> that claw is like, feed me. <laughs> feed me, Simo. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a cool ship, though. It's one of those that... You know, we didn't get to show Drew the interior, so hopefully next time we'll get to pull one out or someday in the future uh, just, to w just to have walk through because you can't beat walking through this ship. It totally, totally makes the Starfare uh, look, you know, look like a maze and a half. It's, uh, it's, it's just cool. And one of the things I really love about the Reclaimer, I, I, it's like I do have interest in salvage. When I played the online, I, 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 I used to salvage my own mission, and you know, the, sometimes salvaging takes longer than the actual mission in, in, in Eve Online. But uh, the, the the way the ship lands, and the way the compression, and the way everything, you know, all the hydraulics and everything, it's like a thing of beauty. They really, you know. Put their foot down on on, on the ship when when they put it together, and I really like the um, aesthetics of it. And there's a whole lot of um, not a whole lot, but there are quite a few um, cinemas based around the, the reclaimer, and there's one especially for like an, an alien crossover that I really like, and it's really cool. So this is you know, a lot of people have active imagination to when it comes to the, to the reclaimer. I can see That's all you got, because you ain't got no gameplay. You just got to have your imagination. Yeah, pretty much. And that's one of the things I love about the community, too. Yeah. But yeah. well, yes. So the reclaimer <laughs> is $400 USD, and it's always in your game. Go for it. I would say get or it, you can get it. at $400. Because that price is definitely going to go up when salvage gets in and it becomes. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's like that's got to be one of the cheapest, biggest ship. <laughs> in I mean, this game. game is fifteen million, so it's not that much more than say. A, but it's useless. So fifteen million for a big bulky thing that you can't get out of the atmosphere. You can only go to one place to really fly it. <laughs> Grim hex. That's it. Really. I ain't mm. find something anything that big without a hanger on it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Well, the interior is kind of a hanger. It just, you know, it's in pieces when you, when you get there. I can't land another <laughs> ship or take off in another ship. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I got to go down to Lorville in that ship, and that's the only ship I got oh, to fly in right no. now, I'm just, look, I'm just going to walk in the New Deal and trade it in. Yeah. What you want, what you want for this, man? Like, no, I'm not doing it. If I can't jump in a Pisces or, a, hell, even an Argo cargo or something to go shoot down to the surface, yeah, I'm not yeah. flying anything that big. Yeah. If I if I get something that big, it will never see atmosphere. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. So next up, we have the Redeemer. So let's take a look at that. Okay, and after that, we have... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we have to talk about the Redeemer. Do we? <laughs> Go, Matt, you first. What are you talking about the Redeemer, man? Hey. Flat iron. <laughs> I, I mean, people, people that fly them, they, they enjoy them. They enjoyed them more before they got uh, nerfed bat. But, you know, it's... I don't know. I think it's a very polarizing ship. Either you're really excited about it, really love it, or it's just like, eh. Light speeder, thanks for the follow. Thanks for the follow. Thanks, Wayne. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Dark Knight, what do you thought about the Redeemer? Pew, pew. <laughs> you like it? I mean, it, it's, I, I've flown in it. It's so Pretty much a one-trick pony. That's a that's a I'll, really I'll, wholehearted. That's, <laughs> that's a real wholehearted boom <laughs> endorsement. I mean, I've flown it. Anything else? <laughs> I've flown it. I mean, it flies pretty decently. Uh, it, the engines make absolutely no sense. Um, but I mean, it, it flew okay. It was it was a bit of a boat for the first time when before they, uh, I guess, adjusted it. Um, but you can't, I mean, it is literally a one-trick pony. Pew, pew, that's it. There's no no hauling cargo, no carrying a vehicle, nothing. It's just guns. That's all there is to it. So if you're, if you're really into combat with a crew, then that might be a fun ship to take out aside from, say, the Hammerhead, which is the other one. Yeah, it's a budget Hammerhead. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, if we have to cover the demos, we should try to cover it correctly. I just want to say that it's it, um, it, it, 
This is one of the ships that won. This is the ship that won the next great starship contest back in 2014, I believe. And this is the ship that won, and they, they've tried to make it into an Aegis um, manufacturing, but they didn't have the aesthetic um, down back then. So they went back and, and, and redid it. And it used to be like T40 or T45, but this was my CCU into the Bandit Merchantman back in the day. I had a, a Redeemer 2 Merchantman CCU. So that, that that's, that's my, my, my uh, experience with Redeemer is, is, um, as far as it goes. But now it went up to 325, so that's a big jump in price. And, you know, it, it did go up in, 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 in utility, so I, I, can, I can see why it did it. Yep. But, yeah. Um, and it's not and it came out and, yet, so coming soon, maybe? <laughs> yeah, they, and, they, and you know, they put out a big push of it for the last IAE. That's where the, the price jumped. So, the Redeemer has a good CC. It's good as a CC here. Yeah, right, y'all are. <laughs> yeah, I got, one sitting in my, I got one sitting in my buybacks. Um, just in case people just don't know, the, 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 the Redeemer came from a, uh, a contest uh, that CIJ put on many, many years ago. Um, that they put out to the community, uh, to developer shops to, to come up with the next great ship, and the Redeemer was the winner of it. So that was, was years ago. They've been development since then, and you know it's 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 changed. Uh, it, it's it's changed purposes. Before I think it was a drop ship. Um, it, it, it was going to be a drop ship, but then they, they in development they said ah, that didn't make sense. So we're going to make that they had to figure out some way to make that ugly ship attractive, and yeah, we play Star Citizen. We like big guns, <laughs> so they put a bunch. Cannot lie. Put a bunch of them. Yeah, we put a bunch of them on there, right? And so here. <laughs> Have some flat irons and guns. There you go. Have flat irons and guns. <laughs> Wait, how did you get the how did you get the name of my garage band? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, we have the Retaliator. So let's take a look.
Oh uh, yeah, that was the retaliator. And I believe that was, well, we can cover the base first. Uh, the base is, uh, Arcade has just said the retaliated base is still very underrated at 150. Uh, Dark Knight, what, what do you think about that for the retaliator? Uh, I was reading through the base because this was uh, only has, um, it, it removes the bombing as a, and, and puts in cargo units instead of the bombing bay, from what I understand. Um, if, it's, if it's only as much as, how much did they say it was? 150? 150. Yeah. Wow. That's cheap. That's really cheap. I mean, even if it doesn't have the bombing capability, as opposed to the bomber, that's really cheap. Wow. Yeah, the tally base is still 150. How, how much SCU does it say it, it can carry? Do you see that? 40. 40? Okay. So, All right. So I mean, and, 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 yeah, especially for like, you know, the amount of protection that, that you, you get it. Right. And uh, one of the things about the retaliator is that it has battlefield upgrade kit. That's mm -hmm. that's how you can swap out the, the bombing and the cargo and like a living living quarter. And feature stuff that, that, that are not in the game or haven't been announced yet. Yeah. Uh, Gumab, what are your thoughts about the retaliator? Oh man, it's one of my favorite chips. Um, but so the so the retaliator itself is supposed to be one of the, like the the core uh, modular ships. So that's mm -hmm. what the base is, much like like the Endeavor or, you know, what the, what the Caterpillar is going to be, right? You're supposed to be able to get modules, right? Um, to do certain things like, um, you know, cargo is going to be one of them. And uh, like Paul Shelley said on his videos, he was like, some folks even put like bars and entertainment suites and, you know, have units and drop you know, drop ship, you know, like, or, or troop carrier unit. So mm -hmm. you can do a lot of different mm -hmm. stuff with the retaliator base once the modularity comes into play. But right now, the only module that we have available to us is the bomber module. That's the one that carries the uh, six size nine yep. torpedoes of <laughs> death. Um, <laughs> let me make a quick correction because I'm support for the note. The retaliator has five modules the front and rear living quarters, the drop module, front and rear, and front and rear bomber module. So, okay. yes. Yeah. Retaliator right now. Go boom. <laughs> yeah. So you got the bombers and then, you know, you got living quarters. Um, but uh, to go back to what we were saying earlier, the retaliator is actually the oldest, is, is the Aegis Dynamics first ship that they oh okay they, okay that makes sense so mm -hmm. the retaliator is the oldest that's why you like the gladys is like nope <laughs> <laughs> actually the tally is uh was the og creation and it's and, and it is steeped in lore um it was one of their uh key tools of oppression uh during their tyrannical regime um, mm. so it was you know it's it's been around a minute um it's it's you know now What's what's cool about Aegis is that as a ship manufacturer, they are they are they always would make great ships because they would talk to pilots about the challenges that they faced and the things they would like to see in these types of ships. And so uh this was the first time they, you know, made a ship and so this is what they did. They went and talked to other um pilots that were flying bombers and this is what the, the retaliator um, was the result of that. So that's why it was, it was very popular um, with with pilots uh, back then and uh, remained popular even after the wars and the conflicts. Thanks because, for the follow. 
Hey, thanks for the follow, White Lightning seventy seven. Appreciate it. Thanks, and thanks, Wimmer. Appreciate it. Um, Wimmer only comes when I'm talking. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Wimmer got a. I'm not gonna comment. Thanks for the follow. <laughs> Please continue, go mad before I'm gonna make a return. No, so yeah, so and so even after all the wars, man, they had all these ships laying around. It, it got a really big following with a lot of civilians that would customize it, and you know they would get rid of the bombing bays and stuff, and just do whatever they wanted in there. And so uh, they became very popular with those pilots. Uh, they even got they have conventions. Uh, you know, throughout the verse, um, about where all the retaliator pilots uh, all meet up and stuff. So, uh, the stories behind it are really cool. I definitely suggest folks go and uh, look into the uh, the retaliators. Yeah. So, like we said, the base model is one fifty. That people in chat agree that it's, it's a great deal, and the bomber version is two seventy five. So, if you're interested in in, in, in either of those kind of gameplay. Or oh, you just um, check them out during a free fly if they're available. So, yeah. All right. So, next up, we have the Saber.
So yeah, that was commercial for these uh, Saber Raven, but we're going to talk about the base model, the, the normal Saber. It's, 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 it's listed as a stealth ship, but people use it for a lot more than stealth. <laughs> what, what, what do you thought, Dark Knight? So yeah, stealth ship, it's, stealth's just not really that much in game yet. Um, but you can get the signatures down. I was talking about two fighters, and I said the Eclipse was one. This is the other. I particularly love this as a fighter ship. It's the one that I would prefer over any other fighter, even though it may have been either nerfed or buffed or whatever. It's still the favorite of mine choices, and um, and it's not just because of the looks, but it's got a it's it packs a punch if I wanted to you know get in there. It's got what four size threes that you have access to. I mean that's it's a lot of weaponry, and then you've got a bunch of missiles to go along with it. It's um it's just a cool ship, and I like the idea of stealth. So you see where I'm going. I got the Eclipse, the Saber, and uh, and I've got a 315P in my uh, in in my inventory, which actually makes for a pretty good stealth ship as well. Um, but I, I like this. I really, really like this ship. It's it's in my buy list in game at two point two million. It's not bad. Yeah, so it's one seventy on, on your OSI store. Unless and you, you can you, rent it. <laughs> right, and you can rent it. Uh, go map, but you talk about the saber. Um, saber was the first ship I purchased after. I bought an Aurora. Okay. All right. Loved it. Amazing. I was having fun. And see, I detected that I was having fun. And then they hit me with a bat. And they nerfed the ship mercilessly over and over again. And I wasn't having fun in that ship anymore. So now it sits in my buyback. Oh, it's a fantastic ship when it was functioning properly it mm -hmm. is armed to the teeth um it was fast it was maneuverable um had an amazing stealth profile um i think like almost every other so-called stealth ship surpassed it somehow uh in its ability to 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 get the signatures down um yeah, it's it's it it makes me sad to even think about the the saber right now because it was at one point in time the, my go to ship to jump into to go. So the moral of the story is don't get don't get too attached to a ship. Is that what you're <laughs> <Yeah>. saying? <laughs> yeah, don't 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 get attached to it because it, you know with, see with the face over IP if they see you smiling too much. They gotta come and take that away from you. They don't want. They don't want the smiles. They want. They want the focus and, and consternation on your face. Yeah, I've never got the saber. I'm more of a, a hornet or super hornet fan because I love the um to take the tankiness of the hornet. Hornet. The saber was too fragile for me, and I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a nimble type fighter. I'm not a boom and zoom type of um person. Uh, I, 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 I'm more of a jouster, so that's why I prefer the um. The Hornet, but when but when the had three shields, yeah. So yeah, like I said, when the Saber first came out, everyone was going to the Saber. Uh, it, it was like the, the Hornet became the redheaded stepchild of, of the game, and it. I think that uh, at least for me, the Saber really 
the first ship that uh, that really got me involved in in the meta uh, meta of the game when it came to um this versus that or rock paper scissors in in, in, in the game. Uh, maybe other people had, had similar experiences with different. But say what was that for me? What what is? Yeah, so, I think yeah. it was the meta at one point in time. Mm-hmm. I think meta. Were you gonna say Dark Knight? No, I was gonna say meta okay. definitely come and then wipe out the next meta and then the next meta. So you know, I don't. And know, next with the saber, and then went to I don't know Gladius, and then now we're at the Ares, and then we're gonna move to the next one whenever that comes out. And it's just it goes and it they and it's it seems I don't know what they're doing with that and how how they make that work and maybe it's just sales. You know, make a meta. Mm-hmm. Sell a whole bunch of them, nerf it, make a new meta, sell a bunch of them, nerf it. I don't know if that's the deal, but it seems like... Yeah, go back, no, no, nothing about that. It just seems that that might be the case. So it's just, it's it's unfortunate because if, you know, I you said three size, you know, three shields, that's got two. So I could definitely see where that big nerf hammer came in. And I'm sure there are much other big changes for the time I got used to, you know, playing around with it. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, we go through these uh, tiers of what's the coolness right now. Yeah, you know, it was it was spanking Gladiuses, and Gladius is the, uh, is, the is the baby, mm-hmm. you know, so nothing can, no, no fighter in that archetype can be arguably much better than the Gladius. Amen. That's fair. Plague Dealer said the but... Scorpius will be next. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Scorpius is going to come out. Scorpius is going to be the new It's going to come out it's and it's going to be, be slapping everybody. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Scorpius can no longer turn left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, turn from now on. Uh, so, next up, we have to save a comment. Um, I'm reading the description. Created as part of the Matthew Flight series in conjunction with the Flight Sim Arena, Arena Commander. The comment pays tribute to the famed pilot Captain Kmart Dalton for his work in the, with Asia to usher in a new era of combat ship design. The saber comes with this saber can come equipped with a specialized dogfighting focus loadout and a custom special edition livery honoring this iconic ship. And I believe the difference between this and the uh, normal saber that this one has cannon and scatter guns and the and the normal saber just have laser repeater. I have I have uh, don't have experience with either uh, of the of the saber. How about either of you? Not with this one. Not with this one. Nope. No. Not really. And 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 the commercial that we're seeing is for the saber raven. This was a Intel. I don't want to say yeah Intel exclusive. I want to say 20, Citizen Con 2017. Uh, people had to look under seats, and they, and they got a they had a, a special uh, coupon. They would get a the uh, opt-in um, drive along with a Saber Raven um, coupon. Yeah, if you bought the and, if you bought the opt-in drive, you would get the code. It was a partner. Thank you. Yeah. Right, and as far as I know. I don't know if they're still going on. Um, maybe, maybe, nope, you can't. Okay. Can't so get there's, there's, no, there's currently no, no way to, to get the Saber Raven anymore. Uh, you gotta buy, you you gotta buy, buy an unused code. It cannot be gifted, cannot be traded, and none of that stuff. Yep. Once Good the luck. code has been, been verified, 
or validated um it's assigned to that account forever and ever so unless you want to buy somebody's account which is against terms of service yep. yeah don't do that you but literally have minutes. to go in a black market to get that thing and then yeah. you're not in a great market black market, black market. <laughs> thousands of dollars would be traded for that ship right now so yeah leave it alone if you don't have one you ain't get one yeah, so, and as far as the difference is goes, I, 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 the special skin for the for the Raven it has laser cannons instead of and and, and, and an EMP generator. So this is one of those ships that had an EMP, EMP generator. Generators. Two. Yeah, you're right. Two. It's the size for yeah EMP generator. So this is one of those. So it was great while it lasted, both, but it turned out you can't <laughs> can't really get one anymore. Yep. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have the. Vanguard series. So let's take a look. Oh, they're right. There's no no video for the Vanguard. So pardon us about that. But you know, there's four four bands for for the Vanguard. Uh, let's start with the Warden. Uh, well, the, the, the either of you uh, have any Vanguards in in your hangar? Yes. No. Okay, go ahead. So, which one do you have? I have the warden at the moment. And why do you like it? Because it slaps. <laughs> and I could bed log. No, it, it's, 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 it's a, to me, it's the, um, for my gameplay style, it's the best fighter. Mm -hmm. um, full stop. Like, I think the Sentinel baby, you know, it could be arguably be better. Um, Without going down a rabbit hole, I will also say until we're able to have more than just two um, fire groups on the ship, you know, I prefer separating my guns, um, the the big size five and the nose cannons on two, two separate fire groups as opposed to having one fire group that includes all them and another fire group that includes the MP. Mm -hmm. It just feels, you know, so that's why I like the Warden. I've had the Harbinger before. Um, I've flown the Sentinel quite a bit. I've, I fly a warden now. Um, RIP to the hoplite, because ain't nobody flying that thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I love them. I love the heart. I love the Vanguard. They're fantastic ships. Throw an XL1 in it, man. You can get anywhere. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, real quick, I, I forgot to mention the, the Saber, the normal Saber goes for 170 um, USD, and the Cape Comet goes for 185 for the Vanguard Warden. They go for uh, two sixty for the Vanguard Warden, and yes, for me, if I would if I would get a Vanguard, the Warden would probably be be the one that I would get. I had interest in the um, Harbinger, the bomber, but it's not so much as a missile boat; it's more of a torpedo boat. So that's not really not really what I was looking for. So the the, the Warden would be where that where it's at for me. Mm -hmm. How about you, um, Dark Knight? Um, I'm familiar with the ships. I'm, I, I know that these ships are very popular and they are, there's a reason why they're very popular. They're just reliable as far as combat ship goes. Um, it's got what it needs to make a punch. It's got what it needs to get wherever you need it to go without having to make stops. Um, you can carry your, you know, what you need with you. Uh, it doesn't have cargo space, but that's okay. It doesn't need it. It just needs to be able to do what it's supposed to do, which is go out there, cause some damage, and then get the hell out. Um, you know, it's a, a, and, you know, if you want to find out more about it, you can rent it in-game, so you can go try it out in there. 
uh, free flight. And uh, and if you want to get it, you know, and don't have the money, you can get it in game for you know three and a half million. But it's um, I I I like the idea of this ship. I don't have one, and I don't have an interest in this ship. I prefer to you know use a disabler over this one. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, but I think it's you know it's it's got its place. Definitely has its place in the verse. The ship that Lictus has having two minimum and two maximum crew. Do you, do you, is, it, is that accurate? That you need you actually need two people for, for this ship? No, no, no. Uh, a lot of times, I I even take the weapons off of my turrets just because I don't ever have anybody in my turrets in my Vanguard mm-hmm. unless I'm giving somebody a ride and be like, "Hey, I want to sit in the turret." Like yourself out, bud. Um, so it's 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 a it's a really just really good ship, you know. Mm-hmm. I like um, like Kate was saying, it was a it's a it's a great daily driver. Um, if you if you want to just fly around like this ship, and I think something like an MSR, and you've pretty much got ninety five percent of the current gameplay loops covered, uh, mm-hmm. minus mining. But even still, with an MSR, you can throw a rock in the back of it and have that covered as well. So. Yep, I'd agree. Now, this is listed as a heavy fighter and it's long range because um, it has a, a big old fuel tank, if I'm not mistaken. It, it's got a decent sized full fuel tank. It's not, it's not ridiculous. You're not going to be, it's not like a 400i where you can fly around the Stanton three, four times before you have to refuel, but you can get from Microtech to Crusader and probably to Hurston mm. before you have to refuel. That's good. All right. So next up, we have the hoplite, and I believe that is the uh, that the dropship version, and the drop and the dropship is well, the regular warden is two sixty, the hoplite is two thirty five. So they had to rip out a whole bunch of components and to make space for like you know people to sit in. Uh, any thoughts about the hoplite? Nope. Nope. Apparently, no. yeah, it's a completely unused ship right now. Yeah, playing <laughs> for me. It is the red, like like Kate said, it's redheaded stepchild. I mean, yeah. until here's the thing, and I talk about it now, but until we have gameplay loops that bring on the necessity to have actual drop ships, mm-hmm. right? Where you know, hey, you got to load up with troops. I mean, we got the what the Prowler, the Hoplite, the Valkyrie, and the yeah, those are the only three that matter. I'm not going to even mention the other one. Um, you know, until you we got these ships that that have this functionality, but until we have this this ground war type gameplay where you you're going to be ferrying troops in and out, any 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 other any ship that is focused primarily on that is not going to get a lot of love. The Valkyrie gets a lot of love because it's it's got a huge bay in the back where you can load it up with, with ground vehicles or rocks or a whole bunch of other stuff. It could be a transport. Um, the Prowler used to get a lot of love uh, because it was actually a decent fighter um, where they detected people smiling when they were flying it. And then they were <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so so since for, for the note, the Vanguard nose cannon is one of the ship de deadliest things. And I'm looking at the um the ship back right now. It has a size four um Gatling cannon for the for the warden and others and other variants are size four also, but they don't miss the um manufacturer for them. So it's a size oh, yeah. five hard point. So that size four is gimbaled. Um ah. most, most uh <laughs> Vanguard pilots as soon as they get their Vanguard, first thing they do is they strip that size four and that gimbal off and put a size five fixed on there because the nose cannons, right? So, so there's, um, so there's a size five hard point, but then there's four bespoke Vanguard, um, specific nose cannons that, that mm. only work on Vanguards that go on there and they're, they're, they're very good. And so there's that size five, um, that size five. And with those um, with those cannons, you can actually, you know, you can do some damage. You if you have your uh, like any of the vanguards get it out properly, you can take down a hammerhead in like twenty seconds. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have the Sentinel, and I believe that the Sentinel is probably the second most popular compared to, to the Warden, and that's the um, EMP or uh, the EMP um, variant, correct? Mm -hmm. I think the Sentinel is the most popular right now. Sentinel oh, really? popular warden is the second most. Sentinel is probably most popular. Warden and Harbinger are now probably tied. And the mm -hmm. reason why the warden has fallen is because the warden came with uh, with those nose cannons, those four size twos. That was the only way you could get uh, laser cannons um, in those spots, right? You can, you know, you can go and buy, you know, distortion cannons, uh, repeaters um uh ballistics all that stuff but the only way you can get laser cannons which are now kind of the, the strongest especially with the capacitor gameplay the only way you can get that is if you had the warden um mm. but uh, as of i think 315 you can now buy those actually at cousin crows and orison so a lot of people had the warden because you could, that was the only way you can get those, but now you don't have to get those. You can put those on a Sentinel and a Harbinger. So personally, if I could go back, I'd probably go get a Harbinger um, in order to get the torpedoes and the guns with some missiles as well. Before we get to the Harbinger, I just want to say the Sentinel is 275, and I don't have that much experience. You want to think about the Sentinel before we go to the next one, um, Dark Knight? I'd I, I would go with uh, what Gomab just talked about with uh, it being a, uh, a pretty popular ship. And I can see why. I mean, you've got the guns and you've got the ability to EMP. It's, it, it would make it actually a pretty good pirate ship if somebody wanted to use that in a, or, in a, or a group of them. You could snare somebody right there and, uh, and hold them back from going anywhere and take them out. If that's uh, if, or at least stop them from going and then uh, board their ship and take what you need. But uh, it it seems like a yeah pretty cool. Oh yeah, the Sentinel is two seventy five. Then we have the the Harbinger, Harbinger which comes at two ninety, and it's come out with sand. Um, it's it's a it's a bomber. Uh, someone in chat, I, I'm sorry, I, I uh, it scored, it scored off for me, but it says that the Harbinger is great for PV, PVE. So if you want to take that to like Xenothreat or something like that, probably a, a, maybe a good choice. Uh, so what were you saying about the Harbinger again, um, Gomez? No, I, 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 you know, right now that I can get the same firepower in a Harbinger that I can in a Warden, right? That I couldn't before unless I had a Warden strip the, the, the guns off of. 
Um, now that I can get the same firepower on the Harbinger, I think the Harbinger may actually um, give you a little bit more um, variety of of types of damage you can do because you also get those size five torpedoes. Uh, I think you still also have two uh, missile bays, so I would replace those with the uh, size one um, with the size one missile pods, right? With, so I can get eight of those in each, so I have sixteen. Uh, size one missiles, I think it's three or five, three size five torpedoes in the guns. Man, it'd be, yeah, you do, do some damage. Feels pain. Mm. Yeah, three size three. Oh, rocket pod. Oh, sorry, five missile three. Yeah. Then four by four missile TBC for the um, Harbinger. I mean, I, it says TBC, but I'm pretty sure, you know, they're in game because it, it is fireball, so. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and you got to remember, when you look at this, the, the RSI site, right, you're looking at what the ship comes with by default. Right. 90% of the ships in this game, the first thing anybody's going to do when they get their ships is strip all that crap off because it comes with junk that is not optimized for um, what, what you want to do with that ship. There's very few ships that I run in a stock loadout unless it's just... You know, I'm just, in Aurora. Uh, yeah, like, like a, yeah, okay. But yeah, we're talking about stock loadout. So really, want to look at hard points and um, on there, right? What mm. what can I put on there? What size missile pods can I put? Size guns, size shields. Um, and how much did it cost you? Yeah, and how much did it cost you? Yeah. So I think for um, I think a, a, about a, I think it's like two hundred and forty k. You can completely kit out a, a, a vanguard that's so not bad really nice. it's not actually bad that's all. earnable for a lot of you if you want yeah. to fly it you know uh, you can get it in game it's only two million you can earn that in a weekend yep. yeah I, I, I keep listening to the other side fights but yeah you know, dr i said you can get all these shipping games you don't have you don't have to buy it unless you want to support the project right right so, but it's rentable standard too. disclaimer so yeah, you can get uh, you know try these ships out if you're interested in it before you go and buy it. Try it out, you know. That's important. You might find it to be useful for you, and load it out yeah. like Goldmob said. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took the warden out in in arena commander, but that was a few a few um passages ago, so it might it might fly differently now. But I would not um enjoying the the, the flight experience of of the of the warden. So. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's me. All right, so next up we have the Vulcan. So let's take a look at this video. The, the end game ships for people to use. So if you're interested in refueling or uh, repairing, you've got the Starfarer and the Crucible. So those are pretty big ships to, to sort of jump in at. If you want to go, oh, today I want to do some repairing of ships. You're, you're looking at these huge ships um, that have uh, substantial crew requirements and time requirements to get. Um, if you jump in at those and find, well, actually, I don't like this, then it's a huge in time investment waste on that. So the Vulcan is sort of the jack of all trades um, starter ship for those professions. It does repairing, uh, it does refueling, and it does rearming, which is something we don't have in, in any ship currently. It's a versatile support ship. It's there to to support other ships. It's not great at combat, it's not great at transport, it's not great at racing. Uh, it's it's therefore 
helping out with other ships. So if you're that sort of person that is interested in not the, the more active combat side, but helping others, then this is a really great uh, entry into that because it does allow you to help out massively for ships that have run out of fuel, ships that have minor damage, ships that have run out of ammo and uh, any of these ships could be stuck out in deep space. Uh, they can call for your help and you can go out there and give them just enough to get them to where they need to go to. It's sort of like uh, the space AA or AAA for America. Uh, you, you call them up, they give you just enough to get to where you're going and then you can do your full uh, repairs, rearm, refuel there. So the mechanic for, for doing the repairing, refueling, rearming is via its drones. So it has four drones that are sort of contained within the body of the ship um, and then it can launch them out. These drones can, they can do all three actions, but they can only do one at a time before they have to go back to the, the mothership to, to change function, to take on new supplies. So whilst you've got four and they can do everything, they can't do it all together. So you can't have four out fixing everything at a time. Um, there are only two stations to control the drones. So again, it sort of keeps tabs on what it can do. It's a, it's a three person ship. So you've got one person flying and two support stations, which would be either controlling the turrets or controlling the drones. So naturally, if you're in a sort of hostile environment, you may not want to have everybody controlling the drones and leaving yourself defenseless. So you sort of got to trade off your defensive capabilities with your support capabilities. Um, so we see probably two drones at a time going out at any at any one time doing one or two of those three features and the extra two are just there for if you want to quickly change what you're doing they're they're all stocked in the ship ready to go you can send them out naturally the the drones will either stay where you've left them or continue on an ai behavior or if you're out for an extended duration of time um, you're probably going to start losing these drones uh, they're get damaged, you might be careless flying them around. You might, if you're trying to repair a ship, you might actually bang into it and destroy the drone. So we felt that if you only had two and you can only use two at a time and one gets destroyed, that's quite a harsh penalty. You sort of lost 50% of your ability to do anything off the bat. So we've got those extra two as sort of redundancies and allows you to just stay out that bit longer. Um, there's crew quarters in there. So it's not a, it's not a, I've got a mission to go do this item, I've got to go there, come back because I can't survive out in space. You've got your crew beds, you've got basic living quarters, basic accommodation. So we see people spending significant amounts of time out on these missions, using up their drones, using up their supplies. There's a very small cargo hold to keep supplies in there, which sort of feeds into the drones. If it's if you're carting ammo around, you're not physically carrying ammo boxes to anything. They go into the drones, the drones do it. Uh, there's an extended fuel tank under the body of the ship, which is where the, the fuel that you're piping to these ships come from. And then the repair, the drones themselves do the repair, much like we have in the PU at the moment with the little drones on the cryastro stations where you land, they come out and repair you. It's very similar style to that. So there's a, there's a small crew on this ship, um, three people, pilot, and then two support staff, basically. And they'll, you know, they can basically either control the guns or the drones, basically. So uh, I guess I don't know if you'll have to fight it out over who does what or if they can, you know, both, you know, I guess, you know, you've got two drones on either side of the ship. So 
I guess possibly one guy could do two on one side, two on another, um, and send them off to do their thing. So the ship is, um, the way it works is uh, entry is from the rear of the ship. So, you know, you've got a big uh, tailgate that sort of opens up and that gives you access to the cargo area. And I think it's 12 SCUs that it can hold. And then there's a small elevator that takes you up. It's almost like a mezzanine. Um, and then it takes you to the living quarters, some basic um, habitation at the, at the rear of the craft. So a couple of beds, you know, the obligatory toilet and uh, shower, uh, you know, a food station, um, you know, a little table. You know, it's a, you know, it's very much, uh, it's in the, you know, it's that same sort of style. Is um, it's basically the industrial ages, essentially, um, and so that feeds through the whole of the ship. So there's a lot of, you know, we've taken a lot of of um, what the art team have done when they've been making the reclaimer and sort of pulled that in and used that with, and used it as sort of a, not a template, but just helped define the style of the interior. There's three liveries basically that we've done for the ship. One's more military based. Um, and that's, that's one we sort of focused on initially just to get the ship through the pipeline. And then after that, it was then uh, we had a little, you know, we had more time to then sort of focus on the alternatives. Uh, you know, sometimes the ships sort of fight you back and you have to, you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, you're like up to 80 iterations before you hit on the shape, before, you know, before you go to 3D. Um, that does sound a lot um, uh, and som sometimes that's just the way it is. So on this one, um, w it was a pretty strong start um, and like I said, it is the sort of uh, stylistically the baby reclaimer um, and just by its very nature of what it does um, the functionality that needs to be in the ship it, it I won't say it designs itself but you, you know it's it's close to it you know there's a there's a logical route that you want to take um, and so uh, but even still even though you know it's a relatively small ship there's still a lot of interest in the spaces but um, yeah, I, I like it. I, th I think it's got, it's got a good feel. So I'm looking forward to when this one gets built. This gives you that taste of those careers and see whether you actually enjoy doing it, whether you feel it's got a sort of an in-game money-making opportunity enough that you want to do it uh, full-term or full-time as a procession. Um, it's not for everyone, um, but lots of people just love that support gameplay. And this is really a ship for that. Refueling, repairing, and rearming, and with a collection of skins to do so in style, the Aegis Vulcan is our first concept edition to Star Citizen for 2018, and will be available to all backers for an extended pledge period that begins on February 22nd and runs through the remainder of March. So every backer will have a chance to attain what could be Star Citizen's most versatile starter ship yet. I just gotta say, I, I love chat. I love the community. Y'all are so entertaining. <laughs> so that was the Vulcan. Uh, that, that goes for two hundred dollars on the RSI chat, chat um, site. I want to say, um, Master Sixty Nine, thank you for the bit. Appreciate it. So I, I think. Uh, oh, let, let me. Well, we we, we covered everything. Uh, they must covered it. So I don't have to read, read the overview. I didn't want to go to Gomez first because I want Wammer to interrupt him. <laughs> what do you thought? <laughs>
I just want to call out the fact that it's two hundred dollars, and and he just called it a starter ship. I, I was thinking the same thing. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, it, well, ship well ever. remember, it, it was cheaper in concept. It was cheaper in concept. So it's two hundred dollars now, but it was cheaper was then. Was it sixty dollars in concept? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like people get people, you know, catch their hair on fire if you call a Cuddy Black a concept. You know, I, 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 was, I was just gonna say something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, um, I, I, like I said in chat, uh, I think the Vulture is really cool. Uh, Vulcan, sorry, is a, yeah. a really cool ship. I am happy that it's going to be in the game and available for other people to fly. And I will take I will take part of people's services if, if they want to repair me. So yeah, yeah it's not for me. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, you know, floating pet boys. Yep. Dark Knight seventy five. What are your thoughts? Exactly, floating pet boys or triple A. Got to come in with a hammer and a jerry can, and we get you all set up. I mean, don't forget duct tape and duct tape. Yep. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. Yeah, you got to be fast. We use gaffer's tape over here in the Aegis arena. No, the, uh, I, I, I have a feeling these are going to be everywhere. Probably NPCs flying a lot of them. You'll see them at, you know, space stations and outposts and stuff like that. It's, it's like you said, it's your triple A. You're going to call somebody in. They're not going to come down into Starfare. It's too big. It's too bulky. They're going to come down in something like this. We feel quickly, you know, you, you ran out of fuel on your way home and you need some hydrogen. Call in somebody from triple A. They're going to come with their Vulcan, fill you up real quick, and then you can get home. And that's pretty much what I see here. It, it'll be good in fleets, small fleets, but not, not military fleets. But uh, you know that's something more for a star fair. But uh, I see it as a verse, as a use, as a very useful ship, especially like they said for support. So uh, I expect to see these everywhere, picking up you know people. Yeah, especially at the two hundred dollar starter ship, it better be everywhere, right? <laughs> I'm hopefully right. thinking they were talking about just in the repair field, but you never know with CIG sometimes. <laughs> Cutlass steel, right? <laughs> See, I, the, the ship that shall not be named. I, I didn't even say it when I was talking about drop ships. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have the Idris and Javelin. I, I, I do want to say something really quick about. Oh, go ahead. The, the Vulcan. Um, one thing I noticed in that video, well, a couple things. One thing in particular. They said, oh, yeah, there's going to be a, this extra fuel tank that looked like it was just on the bottom of the ship. And was I the only one that, that saw that as a huge, you know, shoot me and blow me up now yep. target? Mm -hmm. I, like, that just, <laughs> yeah, I don't care how many turrets you got on the other side of the ship. If somebody sees your white soft underbelly, it's you, 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 you done for. Like somebody, can, you know, yeah, get through, you know, get through that shield, and it's it's kaboomy. Um, so yeah, there was another thing, but I'll I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have the Idris and Javelin. So I believe we have a video.
All right, then. That was the overview for the Elders and Javelin. Uh, do either of you own <laughs> one of those big-ass ships? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my no. kid's not out of school yet, so I can't do that anytime soon. Either <laughs> of you, like, you know, took some money out of your car and, and put it in, into one of the big ships? No? Okay. Yeah, so I don't own, own either one. That's what they come with a coupon for a, a divorce attorney. <laughs> and 80% off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked on the, on the, on the RSI site. The only thing it, it, they listed was the Idris P for 1500 They don't even list the Javelin or the other Idris variant. So, yeah. I, I, and the other, other thing is, whenever they do go on sale, they're always selling on um, limited quantities, maybe like a thousand, maybe a hundred. I don't know what, what quantity they, they, they sell in, but they sell out within 30 seconds, sometimes as fast as five seconds. Mm -hmm. And these are the warbind ones that you have to spend with um, um, real money. Uh, yes, I've just been told the javelin is 2,500, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, Definitely I'll make, I'll make friends. I'll make that's friends. Right, that's what I was just about to say that. Yep. <laughs> I'll make friends that have them. Matter of fact, I, I have friends that have them, and I will, I, I will create. Thanks for the follow. Damn you, Wimmer. Thank you. Thank you for the follow. Darbaja, thanks for the follow. <laughs> <laughs> you were so, saying go back <laughs> so i'll create an alt and, and and park it on whoever's uh whoever's javelin to to crew it to pilot it whatever i need to do uh i, I think you know they're they're uh, when when this game is big enough to finally support that scale of multi-crew Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I, I think that's why we're all here, right? You know, right. get to that point yep. where, you know, you can see multiple Idrises and Javelins and, uh, you know, a couple Polarises and, you know, um, there'll be an 890 jump sitting off on the side with people that can't fight just watching, um, you know, well, it, it, sipping on champagne. Yeah. <laughs> sipping on, sipping on champagne, you know what I'm saying? Until, <laughs> Until somebody just says, you know what, screw them, and sends a rail gun through their bile. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's 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 the dream, right? And that's that's like the carrot that CIG kind of holds over us. Like one day we'll have a javelin that you can play on. You should all stay <laughs> and keep paying us because you'll get it. If you don't keep paying, you won't get it. So <laughs> So here, so here we go. The Idris M is one thousand. The Idris P is fifteen hundred, or and the Javelin is three thousand. That's just with our side credit. They have the Idris K, but I think that's just a that's just an upgrade. And that's for three hundred. Mm. So thank you for that. Uh, and um, uh, Dana, let me ask you this: they, they gave us a tour of one of these ships on the IAE. What do you think? What do you think of the the tour? That's exactly what I see for, you know, access to the ship. It's just going on ship tour. Just like if if I was going to go out to, say, uh, you know, Los Angeles or Hawaii or someplace and go tour an aircraft carrier or a, you know, a, a, or, you know, a big military uh, battleship. Thanks for the subscription, R. Scott. I like that. R. Thanks for the, hey, thanks for the subscription. You see, Gomap gets interrupted, too. <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, yeah, these are I, I these are ships I don't expect to see often at all, and it would be cool to see one in a dock or you know see it uh you know somebody has a big fleet battle and it's in the news and i you know or, or you know it, it, the wrecked javelin on uh on daymar you know it's just those kind of i don't expect to see it that often but what i do it'd be like wow check that out you know somebody's really got an army <laughs> ready to go and cause some big big havoc and that big rail gun makes things go boom so I, you know, yeah so. you don't want to get in front of it by accident no. i remember i remember doing um zero uh, threat not invictus yeah zero threat and you know you always have to be mindful of your situation situational awareness when it's pointing at you so yeah a bad time happened that thing launched and, a rail. You felt it, even. <laughs> I, and my bad. I, I said go mad. I'm, I'm in Dark Knight. Get, get, get interrupted too. You two look nothing alike. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that covers it. We have a question from uh, from Twitch chat. It's from ninety seven uh, nine. And it says, do you think this, do you think that ships will continue to float in the direction on destruction when in space? Do you think ships that will do you think that ships will continue to float in the direction? Oh, we talk about like no. when you get shot. Okay. Okay. Do you think they no momentum? Stop. And they you can stop. hit them and they'll rotate and all that kind of stuff, but I don't think they're gonna go any further. I think they just like if you just stop. <laughs> Turn off your engine. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it would be nice if they they pick it and that uh, add that piece of immersion drink mm -hmm. into the game, but I don't think that's gonna. Well, maybe in the future. I can't really say. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, I, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Thank you, Gomez. Thank you, Dark Knight, for joining me. Like I, I'm not an agent new. I'm just not. It's not really my um. That military ships, so that uh, I really appreciate you two coming up with the lore and the uh, background for covering the, um, what I was missing in my knowledge for these ships. I appreciate That's it. That's all map right there. <laughs> hey, I did the research. I knew I was going to be on the show, so I read something. <laughs> I read. Hey, something. I did research too. I, I came up with, with some of the lore. I, I, I did. I did have some of the lore. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gomez, where can people find you? Right here on Soul Citizens, uh, you know, tune in. You never know. I might be hosting on Sundays. I'll be around almost every Thursday. So, I'll let me. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Dark Knight, 75. Where, where can people find you? Same place right here. You might even find me in game. Dark Knight, 75. You see me around. Don't shoot. I'll shoot first. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Go Mob in game, you know. And and don't and don't forget you could um you could um watch Dark Knight Seven Five and, and along with Griffin Gaming on Drew Regard um uh last episode or last Star Citizen episode check check that out on um on YouTube. Yep, we did. So a I just want to say, <laughs> yep. So on Thursday we have a show called Soul Talk where we talk uh, Star Citizen members of the community. We, we talk about ISC and different things that happen during the week. Uh, come join us and sit on, on sit, sit in with us on Discord. That's at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, 3 a.m. Uh, UTC. Uh, so ch check us out there. Uh, Gomez, you want to talk about next Sunday? 
Sure, yeah. Next Sunday, it's going to be episode 92, Solo, a Star Citizen story. Uh, come check us out. Uh, same bat channel, same bat place at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation about whether or not you can be successful and have fun in the in the in the verse as a solo player do you really need to have those pesky things called friends tune in and find out <laughs> next sunday that was great that was awesome that was great <laughs> so uh we're going to do a raid but first i want to um say i follow us on social media or on youtube uh you can find us on channel on SoundCloud for our, our podcast, our Instagram, and Facebook. And we sell merchandise, we sell mugs, t-shirts, hats, and game pads. So if you want to show support there, we appreciate it. We're also on Patreon, so if you want to follow us there, we appreciate that too. So thank you. Hey. And Citizen Shenanigan, thank you for the follow. Whoever, you can interrupt me this time. <laughs> It's like I'm tired. Nope, no way. Okay, good. All right. So <laughs> we're going to go to uh float chain for the rage. So make sure you send my love for my from our soul citizens. So with that, peace, love, and soul. Take care, everybody.